definitely want to thank Brother Christopher McGill for that powerful song. Now, today we're going to see what the Lord has in store for us. Uh, we do want to thank Brother Jojo for bringing seasoning to our worship service and all of the participants of our worship service today. But we're going to look at the scripture today, which is found in John chapter 16. John chapter 16, and we're going to look at verses 7 to 14. And we're going to begin a new sermonic series on the Holy Spirit. And of course, our last sermonic series was entitled Taking Out the Trash. And when you take out those negative thoughts, when you take out those thoughts of depression and anger and anxiety and worry, uh, the question is, what do you replace it with? And of course, we should always be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so for the next few weeks, we will be looking at this subject of the Comforter. And again, we are looking at John chapter 16, verse 7 to 14. And we're going to see what the Lord is saying to us today. The Word of God reads, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. love what the Bible continues to say of judgment because the prince of this world is judged I have yet many things to say unto you but ye cannot bear them now howbeit when he the spirit of truth is come he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. So today, for a short while, I would like to speak to you on the subject I've entitled, The God Who Comforts. The God Who Comforts. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, this is your moment. This is your time. I ask, I beg, I plead that you forgive me of all of my sins so that your spirit will not be restricted from doing something special today. Uh, we ask that you hinder and prevent any distractions from your people hearing your word. Uh, let them be blessed from this spoken word and let this spoken word draw them 
ever so much closer to you. This we pray, Jesus' most holy, precious name. Amen. Amen. The God who comforts. It's very interesting. We have all heard about the company called LifeLock. LifeLock is a company that was established back in 2005 uh, by the CEO, Todd Davis and Robert J. Maynard. Now, of course, Robert J. Maynard, he sold his shares in uh, this particular company um, just a few years into the development of this, this organization. But Todd Davis believed in LifeLock. Now, LifeLock is a company that is supposed to protect your identity from identity fraud. And, and what they say that all you have to do is pay $10 a month and you will not have to worry about anybody using your social security number, opening up new accounts and, 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 and ruining your credit. They believe so much in this company that they even gave a $1 million guarantee that nobody would ever steal your identity. Now it's very interesting because what history tells us is that in 2010, uh, the government, uh, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, actually fined LifeLock $12 million all because of false advertisement. Uh, what uh, the FTC said is that this was not true, that even if you hired LifeLock to protect your identity, it still would not stop people from stealing your personal information. Uh, LifeLock did not listen, and, and, and do you know five years later, again, the FTC came back around, and they fined LifeLock over $100 million because, again, they said they were uh, having false advertisement. Now, now, Todd Davis, the CEO of this company, believed so much in LifeLock that what he did, he did something unthinkable because he believed that LifeLock worked. Uh, what he did was that he gave an advertisement saying that not only is he the president, uh, but he's a client. And then he does the unthinkable. Uh, Todd Davis presents his very own social security number on all of the advertisement saying, here it is. This is my personal uh, identity. And I promise you uh, that no one will be able to steal my identity and open up new accounts because LifeLock works. Well, it's very funny how life works because guess what? Uh, there were a number of individuals who actually stole his identity. There were a number of individuals who did open up uh, accounts, credit cards, uh, got cell phones, even tried to buy a car, all because uh, Todd Davis placed his personal uh, social security number online for everyone to see. Now, now, of course, this is actually his social security number. Please, please don't, <laughs> don't steal his information. Uh, uh, but 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 it's, it's very funny the world that we live in today because this is a world that always promises everything but can never deliver 
Uh, we live in a world and a society today uh, that when you turn on the television, you'll see all of these guarantees that all you have to do is pay uh, $99.99 and you get this product that is supposed to work. But when you pay that money, you realize that it cannot work. Uh, this is a world that is filled with so many politicians that promise us so many things, but their promises never play out. And in this world that we live in, who can we trust? In this world that we live in, who can we depend on? And I'm so glad today uh, that today we can depend on God. And even though LifeLock made a promise that they could not keep, when we study scripture, uh, we see that God makes us promises that he can and will keep. And so uh, we just looked at the passage of scripture, and, and, and I want to look at it uh, again because it's a powerful, powerful passage of scripture. Because in this passage of scripture, uh, and, and, and of course, John chapter 16, verses 7 to 14, we see that Jesus gives us a promise. And this is a promise that we can take straight to the bank. And, 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 and what Jesus said, and you have to go back to understand the context, in John chapter 14, Jesus informs the disciples that his time on earth has come to an end and that he was going to go back up to glory. But Jesus then promises the disciples and he promises all of mankind, even though I may go away, I'm going to give you another one. I'm going to give you a comforter. And he will guide you. He will lead you. He will take you to the places that you need to go. And what I would suggest to you, please, during your moments of solitude, study that passage of scripture found in John chapter 16, verses 7 to 14, because it's in this passage of scripture that we will get our sermonic points. And what I would like to suggest to you that there are four points that we see about the Holy Spirit. This third person of the Godhead, uh, this, this gift that God has given to all of humanity. And the very first point that we see about this gift that God has given us is that the Holy Spirit brings comfort. The Holy Spirit brings comfort. Now, I love what the Bible says, and we just read it, uh, but we'll read it again. The Bible says in verse number 7 of John chapter 16, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if... I depart, I will send him unto you. And what you have to understand, brothers and sisters, while Jesus is sitting on his throne right now, uh, we have good news today because we are not alone. God has given us the comforter. See, what you have to understand, living in this world is not an easy thing. Living in this world, there are many disappointments. There are many setbacks. There are many uh, heartaches. There is so much pain, so much loneliness, so much betrayal. And in times like these, who do we turn to? Who can we depend on? Who will help us in our time of need? And the good news today is that God has given us his Holy Spirit. 
And I love what the Bible says. The Bible goes on and it tells us in John chapter 14 and verse 16 what the Bible says. I pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter and he will abide with you forever. That's good news today, brothers and sisters, is that the Holy Spirit will abide with us forever. And even during your good days and your bad days, the Holy Spirit is with you. Even when you have no money and you're down and out, the Holy Spirit is right there with you to comfort you. I remember, I remember many years ago when my daughter, Sine, my oldest child, She's 15 now. When my oldest daughter, Sinead, was about two years old, it was a difficult transition because the problem that we had with Sinead when we were trying to transition her uh, from her, her little crib to her own bed in her own room, uh, my daughter was so afraid of the dark. Uh, she was so afraid to sleep by herself. Uh, she was no longer in the crib in our room. Uh, she was now, we moved her to her own uh, room and to her own little bed. And no matter how many night lights we put in the room, no matter how many teddy bears we gave her, uh, no matter uh, how many pillows we gave her, she was afraid of what was under the bed. She was afraid of what was in the closet. Uh, she was afraid of the dark just like every little child. Uh, and what I had to do as her father is that what I would have to do for her to go to sleep, I would have to take a chair, put it next to her bed, and I would have to sit by her bedside and hold her hand for her to go to sleep at night. And it was only until she knew that she was not alone, it was only until she uh, felt her, her father holding her hand could she go to sleep. And brothers and sisters, what you have to understand, yes, this world is difficult. Yes, there are many problems. Yes, you may be suffering and dealing with adverse situations and depression. But what you have to understand, you are not alone. God is right there with you. And the Bible declares that, that the Holy Spirit will abide with us forever. Love what the pen of inspiration says. I love what the pen of inspiration says. The pen of inspiration, it tells us in the book Desire of Ages, page 669 and verse uh, 669 and page 669. 70 and what the pen of inspiration tells us of the book desire of ages my favorite author uh, she says at all times and in all places in all sorrows and in all affliction when the outlook seems dark and the future perplexing and we feel helpless and all alone the comforter will be sent in answer to the prayer of faith circumstances may separate us from earthly friends but no circumstance no distance can separate us from the heavenly comforter wherever we are wherever we may go he is always at our right hand to support sustain uphold and to cheer that's good news today brothers and sisters is that no matter what we're going through in life the holy spirit is there to pick us up and to help us get through life now now of course when we go back and we look at, at that passage of scripture and we look at uh, John chapter 14 and we look at John chapter 16 uh, we see that the Holy Spirit is described as the comforter 
And, and, and so many times when we think of this word uh, to comfort, we think it means to soothe. We think it means to console. But when you look at this word comfort in Latin, because it, it has its Latin background, uh, it's a two-part word. And what it simply means with strength. And what the Holy Spirit does, the Holy Spirit strengthens us. No matter what we're going through in life, the Holy Spirit will bring strength to us. And, and when you look at the original word, and when you look at it in the uh, original language, in the Greek, uh, this word for the Holy Spirit, the parakletos, what it means, it means to be an advocate. That the Holy Spirit is the one who represents us. It's the one who stands by our side. It's the one who pleads our case. It's the one who helps us in our time of need. And what we have to understand today is that the Holy Spirit is our guide he is our advocate he is our comforter but not only is there is he our comforter but what we have to understand what the text goes on and it tells us about what the Holy Spirit's job and his role is supposed to do is that the Holy Spirit is to point out sin in our life the Holy Spirit points out sin in our life. And what the Bible goes on to tell us in John chapter 16 and verse number 8, the next verse, what the Bible says, and when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And what you have to understand is that this is the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit points out the sin in our life. See, the problem with so many of us today is that, and I say this all the time, we're good at pointing out the sin in everybody else's life, but the problem is we're never able to see the own mess in our own lives. But the good news today is that uh, when we pray and we ask God to bless us with his Holy Spirit, when he blesses us with his spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit can reveal to us the mess, the sin, the shortcoming in our life. Now, my, my, my daughter, my daughter Lauren, uh, has always been a straight-A student, very great student and and about two years ago before the pandemic uh, my daughter's grade started to slip ever so slightly uh, she was not getting straight A's but she was getting B's and A's and 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 we couldn't understand it because uh, my daughter uh, Lauren uh, she was always very dutiful always very responsible and 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 two years ago her teacher what she would do is that her teacher would always place the homework assignments on the board and and it was my daughter's responsibility to write out the homework on a little notepad and go home and do the homework but we were noticing that my daughter was no longer writing out her homework in her notepad uh, we were noticing that my daughter wasn't paying attention in class and every time they had math class and the teacher was trying to explain different mathematical concepts my daughter would never pay attention when the teacher was writing on the chalkboard and finally my wife uh, she's a smart one uh, my wife she said you know what I know what the problem is the problem is is that why Lauren is not paying attention why Lauren is not writing out the homework assignments that are written on the board is because I think she needs glasses and sure enough, we took my daughter uh, to the eye doctor, and sure enough, she needed glasses. And after she got 
her set of glasses, she was able to start writing out the homework assignments. She was able to pay attention and see what the teacher was doing on the, uh, the chalkboard because before she could not see, but now that she had glasses, she could see clearly. And this is what the Holy Spirit will do in our life. Uh, the Holy Spirit will reveal the things that we need to see in our hearts and in our lives. And, and that's what I love about the Holy Spirit because there's many of us, we're not living the way that we should live. And if you really want to be the person that God has called you and designed you to be, you need to pray, God, Pour out your spirit on me. Help me to see which way I'm going. And if I'm not walking in the way that you want me to walk, uh, allow your Holy Spirit to lead me into the right way. See what the Holy Spirit is? The Holy Spirit is like if you go out on a dark road and going out on a dark road, uh, it's always said that when there's no lights and, and when it's nighttime, you always have to turn on your headlights. Because if you drive on a dark road without any lights, you can run over something. Without any lights on, you can run into a tree. Without any headlights on you can ride off of the road but when you turn on the lights you're able to see your path more clearly and this is what the Holy Spirit will do uh, growing up used to watch Tom and Jerry and you used to see uh, in Tom and Jerry uh, that, that, that sometimes uh, when Tom wanted to do what was right and what was wrong a little angel would come up on his shoulder and tell him no Tom this is not what you're supposed to do and, and this is what the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is our conscience the Holy Spirit will tell us right from wrong the Holy Spirit will lead us in the way that we need to go but another cousin to this point another cousin to this point is that not only does the Holy Spirit uh, point out sin in our life but the Holy Spirit will reveal to us truth the Holy Spirit will reveal to us truth and what the text goes on to say and we're gonna drop down to verse number 13 the Bible says in verse number 13 how be it when he the spirit of truth is come he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you things to come what you have to understand about the Holy Spirit is that the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit this third person of the Godhead this God uh, that, that, that this God that we serve is a God who will reveal the truth to us that's very interesting and some of you may have read this some of you may have heard of this but but what's very fascinating and please research this for yourself but what's very fascinating about it all is that there is a rise of Muslims being converted to Christianity now this is a very fascinating thing uh, there is a rise of many Muslims being converted to Christianity now what's very amazing about this because what you have to understand and bear with me because I'm going to give you some statistics is that 50 percent 50 percent of all Muslims worldwide not talking about the United States not talking about the UK but I'm talking about worldwide 50 percent of all Muslims cannot read so the question is, how are they being converted to Christianity? Do you know 
uh, 86% statistics tell us, 86% of Muslims worldwide, worldwide do not know any Christians. So the question is, how in the world are Muslims being converted from uh, the Muslim faith to Christianity? Well, what's very fascinating and what's very interesting is that there are many Muslims who, who do not, uh, who are being converted to Christianity, they're doing this not because they're hearing some type of radio broadcast, not because they're seeing some type of television broadcast, not because somebody is giving them a track or a flyer, but there are many Muslims who are being converted to Christianity because God is talking to them through their dreams. There are many Muslims who are coming to the faith and believing in Christ because Christ talks to them in their sleep. They have dreams and visions and the truth of God are being revealed to them. And the question is, who is giving them the truth in their dreams? The Bible tells us the Holy Spirit reveals truth. My grandmother, my great-grandmother, my great-grandmother, uh, we called her Grandmother Green from Louisiana, did not know how to read, but guess how she learned how to read? From the Bible. That is nothing but the Holy Spirit. Do you know that there are many people in Africa who were keeping the Sabbath way before any Adventist could tell them about the Sabbath? Uh, they were believed in Christ before any missionary would tell them about Christ. But how did they learn about the gospel? It's through the Holy Spirit. And what the Bible tells us, what Jesus tells us, is that the Holy Spirit will reveal truth to us. There are many passages in Scripture that you may not understand. There are many prophecies that may be tough for you to comprehend. But the beautiful thing is that you need to pray that God will rain down his Holy Spirit on you. See, 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 so often uh, we like to hit people over the head with the Bible. So often uh, we like to uh, uh, bully people into the church. But, but what God simply requires you to do is to, yes, share your faith and allow the Holy Spirit to convict and convert people. Brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into truth. Brothers and sisters, do you want to know the truth? You've got to pray for the Holy Spirit. Uh, do you want to walk in power? You need the Holy Spirit. Do you need the questions uh, that, that you have in life? Uh, do you want them answered? You need the Holy Spirit because every day you have life. You need to get down on your knees and you need to ask God, Lord, rain down your Holy Spirit on me. I need to know the way. I need to walk uh, in the path that you have outlined for me. Like that songwriter said, uh, we, this is a prayer that we need to pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Break me, melt me, mold me, fill me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. This is the prayer that every believer needs to pray every day. 
Yes, it's important that, that, that we get more money. Yes, it's important that God will take this problem away from us. Yes, there's some of you who have been praying for having a spouse and working this issue out and that issue out. But the first thing that needs to be on your prayer list is God pour your Holy Spirit on me. What we have to understand, brothers and sisters, spiritual things are spiritually discerned. But then what the Bible goes on to teach us, the Bible goes on to teach us, and this is very interesting, is that the Holy Spirit points us to Jesus. The Holy Spirit points us to Jesus. And what the text goes on to say in John chapter 16 and verse 14, the Bible says, he shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. What you have to understand about the Holy Spirit, the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit is that the role of the Holy Spirit is to glorify Jesus. That's very interesting. True stories actually told True story is actually told of an artist who was so in love with his wife that it did not matter what type of portrait he was painting. If he was going to paint an apple tree, and if somebody paid him to paint an apple tree, he would paint the most magnificent apple tree. He would use the greatest colors with the perfect shading. But guess what? Because he loved his wife, in the corner, sitting under that apple tree, he would paint his wife in that portrait. It didn't matter what this artist would draw. If he was uh, paid to, 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 to paint a magnificent building, he again, he would paint a, a magnificent building uh, with all of the shading, with all of the colors. But guess what? Somewhere on the 15th floor, he would somehow paint his wife in that window of that building. Didn't matter what he was painting. It could be a, a big, magnificent ship. He could uh, paint a ship, but right there on the deck of the ship, he was going to have his love, his wife, on the deck of that ship. Why? Because he wanted the world to know about this special someone. And what you have to understand, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always seek to glorify Jesus. He will always seek to tell us about the person who is fairer than day, fairer than 10,000. Uh, the Holy Spirit will always point us to the person who is the author and the finisher of our faith. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. I like what one author says. When one author, J.I. Packard, he says, you know what, how the Holy Spirit works? The Holy Spirit is like floodlights to a building. You could be walking out on a dark night but the beautiful thing about floodlights is that the floodlights would uh, shine a spotlight on that building. So even though there is a pitch uh, dark night, uh, you will see that building in the distance because of the floodlights. And this is what the work of the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit uh, is all it's concerned about doing is putting a focus on Jesus and making sure that Jesus is glorified. Brothers and sisters, this is the role of the Holy Spirit. It's not about your works. It's not about your good deeds. It's not about this and it's not about that or positions, but it's about Jesus in your life. And when you have the Holy Spirit working in your life, your focus will be on Jesus. I'm closing now.
closing now, if you can play something for me. As I close, what we have to understand is that the Holy Spirit is one of the greatest gifts that God could have given us. Of course, we know, number one, Jesus dying on the cross for us, that was a great gift. It was an important gift. It's the reason why we now have the gift of salvation. But Jesus knew that because he was going away after he would be crucified, that we still needed help living in this sin-sick world. He knew that this race that we were running, it was not an easy race. He knew that there would be many distractions and many pitfalls. He knew that because we were going to run this race, we could not do it alone. What God decided to do, he decided to give us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Third person of the Godhead who was there from the beginning of time. True story as I close is told young lady by the name of Kayla Montgomery true story Kayla Montgomery was a high school student who loved to run and she was very good at running she was a long-distance runner she had won many state titles she competed in the nationals and because of her prowess with long distance running, she was eventually able to get a scholarship to a university. But what you have to understand about Kayla is that Kayla is a very sick young girl because she suffers from MS, multiple sclerosis. And what you have to understand about MS is that MS is a disease that affects the brain and the spine. And unfortunately, when the body heats up, the person will experience more pain. But because Kayla Montgomery knew that eventually she would not be able to run anymore, she wanted to run as much as she possibly could. Now what's very amazing about Kayla Montgomery when she would run, the problem is because her body would heat up so much that she, her body would get numb and she would not be able to feel her legs as she would run. It was so interesting that, 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 that when she would run these long distances, after a while, she could not stop running. And when she would finally finish the race, uh, her coach was right there with her. And in fact, her coach was with her all throughout the race. All throughout, he would yell out and try to encourage her and tell her, Kayla, you got this. Keep going, Kayla. Fight through the pain. No matter what you're going through, keep running. But what the coach would do, and this would happen every time Kayla would run the race, because she could not stop running because of her condition, her coach would be there right at the finish line, and he would catch her when she would finish and pass the finish line. Because she could not stop running, she would say, Coach, I can't stop, I can't stop. And the coach would be, don't worry, I got you. And, and every time, after every race, this is a true story, the coach would grab her little five-foot-one frame, uh, pick her up in his arms. He would take her to the sideline and try to put cool uh, blankets on her to cool her down. The coach was with her through it all. Brothers and sisters, what we have to understand, we are all running a race. And this is not an easy race. 
that we're running in. We are living in the last days. There are temptations on every side. There are distractions that are trying to take our focus off of glory. There are pitfalls that are tailor-made for us. But the beautiful thing is, is that we have not been left alone. God has given us the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us into truth. God has given us the Holy Spirit to tell us right from wrong. God has given us the Holy Spirit to comfort us in the midnight hour. This world is not an easy world. But brothers and sisters, you are not alone. God will abide with you forever. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. I don't look at your problems to the left or to the right. Focus on your God because sometimes when you're running this race, God will have to pick you up just to get you to the finish line. But we're going to make it in the end, but you've got to hold on to your faith. We see, looking at the news, calamities, disasters, buildings collapsing in Miami people dying senselessly people dying every day because of the coronavirus we see corruption here and there we see a world spiraling out of control but what we have to understand God is still in control of your life God still has everything under his keeping care key is today will you put him first in your life the key is today, will you allow him to run the race with you? The key is today, will you listen to his voice when he calls your name? Will you listen to him when he tells you to go left instead of going right? Will you obey the voice of the Holy Spirit? Today, just some, two simple appeals today. Again, two beautiful gifts that God has given us because he loves us. He has given us his son to die on that cold, cruel cross so that we could have salvation. And he has given us his Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, to lead us, direct us, and guide us into truth. Today, it is your desire. Maybe you need special prayer. Maybe life is difficult. And you're asking, Pastor, please, please pray for me. This is bigger than me. This weight of the world is too heavy on my shoulders and I need the church to pray. If that's your desire today, I'm just asking that you just simply text us. If our technology team, if they could just put our number on the screen, it's your desire, you, you're in need of special prayer. All you simply have to do is text us at the number that's on the screen. You, maybe you've not signed up yet for the text alerts, but the directions are right there. And after you've done what you needed to do, just text us. Tell us you're in need of prayer. We'll reach out to you and we'll pray with you. Maybe you're in need of Bible studies and you want to know more about this God in heaven who loves you so. 
again, all you have to do is just simply text us and just let us know that you want Bible studies and we'll reach out to you for studies. Maybe you want to be in the next baptism and that's your desire. Just simply text us and say that you are interested in baptism. Text us. It's time for us to get it right with our Lord and Savior. God loves you with an everlasting love. And it does not matter what has happened in times past. It does not even matter what has happened right now in your life. Just give God a chance. Give God a chance. God is a God who will pick you up and walk you across that finish line. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to thank you for giving us your son to die on that cross. We thank you for giving us your spirit, your Holy Spirit that leads us and directs us and guides us into truth, that leads us and, and directs us from not doing the things that we should not do. Lord, we thank you for this Holy Spirit that reproves us of our sins. But Father, give us the strength to be obedient to your voice. Give us the strength to be the people that you've called us to be. Some of us, Lord, we're limping across the finish line and we need you to hold us and get us to the end. Some of us, Lord, we need to be picked up. Father, pick us up and get us across the finish line. Lord, like the songwriter declared, prone to wonder, Lord, we feel it prone to leave the God we love but take our hearts take and seal it seal it in thy courts above father we're tired of living in this sin sick world and Lord we want you to save us do whatever it takes to save us so that when that great day comes we can live eternally with you this we pray Jesus most holy precious name amen there's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. Tasted and seen all the sweetness of love, where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence.
There's nothing much more that could ever compare. Nothing can compare to the world you're Oh 
about you but I was truly blessed by the message just to know that God not only sent his son but he sent the comforter to be with us right now what an awesome God we serve I just want you guys to remember the text alert if you know anybody who is interested in Bible study anyone who is interested in special prayer anyone who is ready to give God their all and go for baptism please text or sign up for this alert because the Lord is soon to come and we need to give him our all let us bow our heads for closing prayer father we thank you once again today for how you revealed yourself in the message we thank you for how you've shown love not just through your son but through your spirit father help us to take this relationship more serious father help us to seek your face each day help us to listen to your spirit as he guides us to the truth father help us to understand how much you love and care for us help us to turn our backs on sin and give you our all father we thank you for what you continue to do we thank you for loving us continue to keep us now as we keep your sabbath in jesus name we pray amen god bless you and have a wonderful sabbath day